Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to sit across the table from my darling mother, Barb, to chat again, once again, about life's most interesting topics. Hi, Michelle. Hi, everyone. Hi, Mom. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. We talk about all the things that are up all the time. We go deep into all the things that... A lot of times in life that we don't really talk about so much. So I really get excited every time I see you across the table because we talk about all the things that are pretty deep. And this is another deep one today. Deep like the sea. And just like the sea, we have a hurricane coming to us. So it's a mirror of the internal world and the external world. When you live in Florida, this is what happens. You have to always be prepared that something unpredictable may come your way. So here we have November, first We're part of November. We're recording it on the so, 8th, so yeah. yeah. But so. it'll be out next week, so hopefully <laughs> you'll, you'll hear from us next week as it'll well. It'll be done. It'll be done by next but week. But just so. like we always say, you can never predict what happens in the external world, but we can start to manage and, and control our thoughts and reactions to it, and that's where we have our power. And I think, you know, natural disasters, hurricanes, life, I mean, it's also election day today, so... Well, this is coming off after our election day, but hopefully everyone got got out and voted. But, you know, you can never control what happens in life. But I think with all of these things that we talk about, and at least it's our intention to kind of talk everyone through tools and practices and just let you know that we can relate to everything that you're going through so that you can start to feel like, all right, this is kind of a crummy situation, but I'm, I'm good. I got it. I, I can handle it. Absolutely. <laughs> I, th- I mean, it's, it's, very, it's very important for us to, and I think that's why today's episode is going to be profound. It's important for us to understand that life is difficult out there, but that we have no control over what life will send our way. But as you said, all of our power lies in how we act, the things that we do. Can we take a pause? And, and actually, today's episode will help us see how how we feel about ourselves from the inside out matters so much in our ability to be able to manage all the things that are coming at us in the outside world. So I'm excited to get started on this whole topic for today. Let's sweetie. get into it. 
So I really wanted to dive into the topic of unworthiness or worthiness and why so many of us tend to feel unworthy because this was something, is something, not was in the past tense, but it's something that I really struggle with. And you and I have had lots of conversations about this in my whole life, but I think, I think so many of us feel like we're not enough or we're not good enough or we're not worthy enough to have things, whatever that might be in your desires, in our lives. Like that almost life is set up against us. And it's taken me a lot of time and effort and energy and introspection to kind of unpack, at least for myself, why that's such a strong belief in my life. But I think it's for all of us. I think we think that, you know, there's just like a select handpicked few, you know, people who somehow got the golden ticket in life. And then the rest of us are just kind of chumps. Like my friend and I, my friend Iris and I, you know, always joke that we're like, the chumps. It's a joke. It's a loving joke, but it's, you know, because we would always talk about our misfortunes or mistakes or like, you know, what the heck, what, why, why couldn't we have X, Y, or Z? And so I would love to just have a open and honest conversation about worthiness and hopefully help people who might be also feeling the same that like, you know, life is just against me, not for me. I think the way that I also like to describe unworthiness or that feeling that we're not enough, for me, it shows up a lot in that I need to be fixed, that something is wrong with me, and that if I just fix myself or that I am the problem, I've I've been in a... Thirty. I'm sorry, it's not thirty funny, plus but. relationship that's unwinding now, which I'll, well, as I keep saying, we'll I'll get into that at some point, and that would come up a lot when the when the any kind of there was a heated discussion or anything. He always knew what to say that would get me, and it would be, "You're the problem. You're the problem." So I would walk away thinking, "Oh my gosh, if I could just fix myself here, then it would all be okay. Then life would be all right." But can I just interject something? You and I were talking this past weekend. We have a lot of people in our inner family sphere who like to, we engage in that dynamic where they, they say we're the problem because we're not okay with bad behavior. And it, it's so hard to unravel because you feel like the onus is always on you to be the fixer, but why should I be the fixer when you're the one that is acting badly? So I just, it's not just in your relationship, it's in so many of our relationships, that pattern that like, we are the problem so that we're the broken ones. And I think that's why we're having this discussion today on yeah, the podcast for, sure. for this episode, because sure. we, it is definitely up for us. And we feel that I've talked to so many people and you've talked to so many people that this this is a big deal, that, that if you actually want to live your more peaceful, loving, caring, dynamic life, we have to set boundaries, which I'm not even sure we've, we've gone into boundaries yet on this episode, have we? I mean, in many, re- many. Well, I think we need to do it again. She says every time she's <laughs> because, like, should we do an episode on boundaries? We haven't done it yet. And I'm well, like, we did it last week okay. and probably two weeks prior and like mentioned it. So I I'm think, I may think maybe we could revisit it again in the context of worthiness and unworthiness and needing to be fixed because I feel like it's coming up a lot for me. It's a trigger when someone says to you, you're the problem or, Hey, everything was fine. Don't understand how you can't 
get it that this is all good for us. Why isn't it good for you? And well, I think maybe that, next week we can do an episode on managing triggers. Well, I think that might be a good idea because what's what I'm saying here for this episode is that we cannot go through life feeling like we need to be fixed. And that doesn't mean if we've got an issue, you know, I went into treatment for my eating disorder. And so I knew that I needed to help myself and I needed to move through that and I needed to have help. We're not talking about things like that. We're talking about in the every ordinary, ordinary you know, flow of life. If you've got people in your life telling you that you're the problem or that you need to be fixed or what's the matter with you, we're just fine over here. Maybe you need to go look at yourself or, and especially if you're someone like Michelle and I who, who meditate, who, who follow some, some, you know, personal mental wellness practices and all the things it's easy for people in our lives to say, I think maybe you need to go meditate again or (sighs) go sit down for a little bit and collect yourself, which is what I say about myself go collect yourself and then come back and we can have a discussion because obviously you're not seeing things clearly. So it's really an issue, I think, for many people and why we're having the conversation today because what I have found for myself, if I believe the narrative that I am broken, that I need to be fixed, that something is wrong with me, what ends up happening is it gets drilled down into your unworthy. Unworthiness really comes up a lot. Oh, this is this is my problem. This is why this isn't working out. This is why my marriage is falling apart. I'm the problem. If I could only do everything that, you know, that this person thinks that I should be doing, we would be happy and happily ever after. And that's just not true. So I think we're here today to discuss that is not true. Well, as much as we love Taylor Swift, me personally, you know, her new song that came out, Antihero, the the chorus is, it's me, I'm the problem, it's me. And you know, sometimes it's you, but we're not always the problem and we don't have to take on the burdens and the bad behaviors of other people just because they're not okay with our reactions to it. Exactly. And that's why I love Brene Brown's quote. She says, um, you know, the, first of all, relationships are messy and they're difficult and it takes a lot of work on everyone's part that's in the relationship. And so there's never just one person that you isolate out and, and, and even if there's an addiction in the family, there's a lot of, you know, engaging with that whole addiction and there's a lot of, you know, codependency happening there. So th- there's always every, every single person in a relationship needs to look at their part. And so Brene Brown says this so beautifully, own the messy parts of your relationship and you either walk inside your story and own it, or you stand outside your story and hustle for your worthiness. And this is me. Hmm. And so today the end of 2022 and moving into 2023, I am owning all of the messy parts of my story, mm-hmm. which I believe that I do a lot in mm-hmm. the work that I do. And I'm no longer going to stand outside my story and hustle for my own worthiness. So I feel so happy about this episode today because I think, Michelle, you and I are going to walk people through how are some of the things that we can start reclaiming our power, reclaiming our worthiness, mm-hmm. reclaiming that who we are from the inside out is exactly who we are meant to be, being unapologetic about living our authentic lives. And if people don't like it, you wish them well and keep on walking. Exactly. And I wanted to kind of just go backwards a little bit because I got distracted by getting into my Taylor Swift mentality. Um, But when you were saying how oftentimes people who tend to lean into self-help worlds and, um, personal development, you know, mentalities, it's, 
it's easy to think that you're not like we're always trying to fix ourselves. And I think for me, at least I entered into the self-help personal development space because I felt like I needed to be fixed. But an interesting thing that that just came to me thinking about that is so often when we're in these spheres or in these spaces of personal development or self, self-help, it it's almost like a vicious cycle of you keep having to find things to fix about yourself instead of just accepting that you're unworthy. And even to think about the episode that we did a few weeks ago about manifesting, you know, in a lot of, you know, conferences and workshops that I've been in in the past, it's like, you know, think it and you'll see it. Or, you know, if you don't believe it about yourself, you won't see it. And, and at least for me, I would think that because I wasn't getting the things that I wanted in life or the goals or the wishes that I was broken, but like, I wasn't worthy. Like it wasn't, I was doing it wrong and I just wasn't enough to create the things that I wanted. And obviously if that's a topic that's interesting to you and you haven't listened, go back and listen to the manifesting episode. But I think having, being in that world and having so much comparison with other people, it made me feel more unworthy rather than less because of just, you know, there's this narrative of like, once you start to do the practice and do the inner work and heal, life will start to get easier or your desires will start to come to you with more ease or effortless or life will become more effortless. And when I wasn't experiencing some of those things, I was like, well, what's wrong with me? Why, why is some of this stuff still hard? Why am I seemingly not getting some of the things that I really, really want? Or why am I still making big life mistakes? Um, which made me feel like maybe, maybe life is stacked against me. Maybe, maybe that theory that I had about life is true where, you know, some of these people can, you know, repeat five affirmations and see an extra million dollars in their bank account. And maybe that's just not something that's possible for me. And so I think that many of us feel that feeling of unworthiness because things aren't always as easy as a lot of the self-help world person, personal development space makes it feel. And I just wanted to talk about that a little bit because I think it's prevalent. I don't think it's just me that feels that way. No, I don't think it's just you, but I think that's that's the quote that I just read and that's the story that I really love right now about this episode. We have to start owning our story, even the messy parts, because everyone has messy parts. And so anyone out there that's trying to paint a picture that if you just if you just believe in it and you just do all the right things and do all the good things, it's not going to be messy and you'll have the the life of your dreams or all of that. And I think that's what you're trying to say. It's not that simple and that is not the way life works. Life is messy. Life is difficult. So no matter who you are, there are going to be messy parts. So you need to own your story, being authentic with who you are. And I think for what I think I hear you saying, what I know for myself is true, we try to be something that we're not because we want to be those people that are out there on social media now that we have social media. But in my old days, when there was no social media, it was the books I was reading or it was the people that I was writing stories about that I was seeing in life, thinking that their lives are perfect. Well, I think- Let me just finish. So what I think is true about what you're saying is we are always trying to be perfect, which is something other than what we can possibly be. 
And so I think today's episode is about how can we actually own our own our story, own who we are, and unapologetically be exactly who we are, staying true to ourselves no matter what, and not thinking that, oh, this is why I don't have what I want, because I'm not like that other person. I'm not good enough. I'm unworthy. And so I think we have to, to, to really, it's really worth it to use that word worthy. It's really worth it to stay true to who you are in your life and really appreciating who you are, even if it means risking the rejection of other people. And you brought all the family dynamics we've been feeling lately with all the birthdays that we have. We're all Scorpios, Eef. Michelle and I. So it's, it's like really up for us because we have to risk rejection. Right. We are not, we are, we are no one person is like another person. We are all individual, unique. I always say extraordinary, magnificent human beings. And so we need to believe that. So I believe that what people value most, I know what I value most is authenticity over perfection. And I am a recovering perfectionist. So I am always being aware of where I'm trying to be perfect. And it shows up the most in relationships when I start to feel like I need to be fixed or there's something wrong with me and they're all okay. If I just fixed myself, life would be perfect. Everything would be wonderful. So I feel for me today, this conversation is really all about owning who you are. We talk about this a lot, loving and accepting ourselves completely and standing inside of our story, standing inside of who we are, risking rejection instead of constantly chasing this I don't know, you know, Brene Brown used the word hustle, hustling. We're constantly chasing this ideal of life that's not true, that is not attainable. Right. And I wanted to add, um, I got some clarity came to me. It's thinking about that so often we're made to believe that like we can tick off the boxes of healing and of doing the work and uncovering, you know, limiting beliefs. And it's almost like life is a video game. You up level and you up level, and then you're just like this completely worthy, perfect human being. And my point of, of that was, that's kind of how I was led to believe. Like if I did enough meditating, if I did enough, um, journaling, if I did enough, then I would be worthy. But my point of it all was we're all inherently worthy, regardless of what we do. We're born into worthiness. Each human is worthy of, it's not something we can attain. It's something that we have. It's my belief that that it's innate. And somehow along the way, those limiting beliefs or trauma or drama in our life deteriorates that belief in the worthiness. But what I was trying to say is that sometimes I think we get the narrative wrong about worthiness when we just have to start to believe in it rather than do all of these practices to think that we can get it. It's like, it's not about like in my mind, I'm like picturing Mario brothers, like video game where like, if I can get enough coins, I can get to the next level and then be better. But that's not how it is. You know, I could be, you know, one of the blogs I wrote that we were kind of reading over when we were prepping for this episode, I wrote about worthiness. I think it was early pandemic times about worthiness And that was a really difficult time for me. I had made a lot of really big life mistakes that were really, really challenging. And somehow I found it within me, not that I'm patting myself on the back, 
to write about worthiness. And I realized that- It's okay to pat yourself on the back though. <laughs> it's a phenomenal blog and you're a tremendous writer. We'll so. link to it. But somehow it, it came to me that even in my lowest moments of making awful mistakes, hurting people, embarrassing myself, feeling so much shame and disappointment and all of those emotions that are really hard, that didn't deteriorate my on my worthiness. I wasn't all of a sudden some rotten egg or bad or not good enough. Your, your life choices and actions don't dictate your worthiness. I mean, we can talk a lot about, you know, consequences and things like that at another time, but like, you're always worthy. And that was a big reckoning that I had to have within myself that, cause I, I was, I went through a, a, a long period of like, I'm a bad person. Like I'm bad because of things that I've done. Um, and you really do have to reconcile that obviously go through the steps of forgiveness and, and all that other stuff that we can talk about too at a later time. But realizing that things that you say or do in your past don't have to define you and they don't chip away at your worthiness or your inherent innate birthright as a human living on this planet at this period of time that like you're worthy of your rights, of your dreams, of your highest ideals. And, you know, when we have missteps, we got to take responsibility for things and make things right and maybe work a little harder to to get ourselves back into a place that we, we might like to be, which I still, even though that period of time was so difficult, looking back on it now, I value it so much because it really gave me so much insight and introspection within myself. So like, I really value my mistakes. But regardless of what happens, I'm still worthy. And so is everyone else. So I think if we can just, I don't know, we always like to redefine and reframe things, but reframing even where worthiness comes from and what it even means and how, how we interact with it on a daily basis. Like it's not something that can be taken away. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I love that. Worthiness is our inherent right. You said it's our birthright. And I love that, Michelle, if we could really all get that, that would be my greatest joy and such a beautiful thing today after this episode of all of you listening could really get it that you are worthy at the ground of your existence is worthiness. It cannot be taken away. I love that, Michelle. And I think I would just add when you talked about your story, of course, we all make mistakes. Of course, we all have missteps. Of course, we all have all of these things. Every single one of us has something in our lives probably often that we need to circle back and say, whoa, I need to forgive myself here. Maybe I need to go make some amends out there to other people as well. But we actually have to forgive ourselves. We ha- it is a block. Thinking that we are unworthy and that other people are more worthy than we are because they're better than we are, because they 
have all the things that we might want and the comparing and the judging. We have to stop thinking that way. We truly have to understand that everyone makes mistakes. Everyone has missteps. No one is any more worthy than someone else. We are all worthy. And really understanding, you know, that Maya Angelou quote, I think that we use often here. Every episode. Well, forgive yourself for not knowing what you didn't know before you learned it. And I think I always love to add to that. Sometimes the lessons or the teachings, I like to use the word teachings a lot. Sometimes the teachings we need the most take the most time to learn. So this idea that we're on a timeline that we have to actually be at the beck and call of the outside world is our, is our greatest dilemma because we believe that falsehood. We believe that we live our lives from the outside in instead of from the inside out. So I, you know, I'm always looking for ways to, I guess, really support or really try to get the point across. So you may all know that I'm a huge sports fan. I love sports. I love basketball. I love football. I love all sports. And so I, sporty spice. I'm from Chicago. So I was a huge Chicago Bulls fan way back in the Michael Jordan days. I mean, just, I could not get enough of watching Michael Jordan play basketball. And I ran across this quote recently that I've used in a couple of my talks because it was profound and it really helps magnify and, and really helps support. If any of you are struggling with, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy. It helps support our belief and our teaching here today on this podcast, on this episode of the podcast, you are worthy. It is your inherent birthright. So Michael Jordan said this, I have missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I have lost almost 300 games. On 26 occasions, I have been entrusted to take the game-winning shot, and I missed. I have failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Hmm. Michael Jordan. Any of you that are of my generation that knows, you know, Michael Jordan. and knows Michael Jordan. And your generation too as well. Is Michael Jordan unworthy? Was he an unworthy basketball player? Was he an unworthy human being? No, no. And that is why I succeed. The end of this quote is profound. So we make mistakes. We have missteps. We can cause a lot of suffering. We can cause a lot of turmoil. We can do things in our lives that, oh my gosh, what in the world was I thinking when I made that choice? And then I took that action. But at the end of the day, the whole point is we're here to learn and then we're here to grow. And then we're here to continue becoming the greatest version of who we already are from the inside out. And that is why we succeed. We succeed when we actually own our messiness when we own who we are and we unapologetically live our lives to the best of our ability every given moment in a day, because it's always different. We don't show up every single day in the same way. And that is why we succeed. So really end of episode. No, not really, but just, we are worthy. We are already worthy. So I would love it to like put the brakes on even using that in our, in our inner dialogue, eavesdrop on your mind every single day. And every time you say, Oh, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I'm not enough. I need to fix myself. I'm the problem. Maybe take a pause there and just say, wait a minute, wait a minute. What can I do in this moment to move me in a direction? As Michael Jordan said, I failed over and over and over again in my life. So if you feel like you've failed or done something that you wish you hadn't, take a pause. What can I do that is going to help me succeed? Well, and it's interesting too, 
thinking about that, like, it's, it's likely that many of us have a really deep groove in our brains of unworthiness so that when something happens or something goes wrong, we kind of just, you know, autopilot into that thinking of, well, of course that would happen because I'm not good enough. Or of course they didn't want to be with me because I'm not worthy of a someone like that. Or of, of course, of course, you know, it, we just kind of flip right in so easily, I think, because that groove in our brain of unworthiness is so deep. But it's also interesting too, because it's kind of like a bypass of what's actually going on in our lives. You know, it, let's say going through a breakup, you, your mind goes into, well, I'm not good enough anyway, so it's fine. But no, it's bypassing those, just those feelings of sadness and of hurt and of disappointment that so often we don't want to feel in those situations. It's not unworthy. It's just, you don't want to feel it in that moment. So, you know, it's all fine because of course that happened because I'm not good enough anyways, let's move on. And so I think oftentimes we default into unworthiness too, because we're afraid to feel or just be present to whatever's happening in our lives, which of course, unworthy feelings probably go hand in hand with difficulty. I don't think when things are going really good, we stop and say, oh, I'm not good enough. You know, it's, it, it kind of ties into difficult life's difficult moments. So it's oftentimes too, I think, a way to bypass the feelings and just kind of pushing it off to the side of like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter anyways, I'm not good enough, so who cares? And I think, you know, we talk about this all the time on this podcast, but how do we, like you were saying, take that pause and feel the feelings of what's going on for us and really conscientiously strive to make those new grooves in the brain and not fall into that autopilot of unworthiness when things like this happen. Michelle, this is genius. <laughs> this is Thank everything. You, Barbara. Honey, this is everything. Everything. It is exactly what we do. And yesterday was a really, really, really tough day for me. I probably spent most of the day crying. And I sweet baby Barb looks very puffy today. <laughs> and what you just said is exactly right. I gave myself permission because I was feeling very vulnerable yesterday and very angry, all of the things, because I'm having some difficulties with relationships and in life, as I said, going through a, a breakup, a divorce. And lots so, of change. And lots of change. So I allow I canceled everything yesterday. And sat in my house the entire day. I did not leave my house the entire day. And watched from scratch, which if you've watched that, you know. Well, I did watch that. I thought, you know what? Michelle's been telling me that I'm going to cry <laughs> a lot. I was like, that was a choice. Well, you've been telling me for weeks it would be a show that I would love. And, but get ready, you're going to cry. So I was already crying for most of the I day. I told her I think I cried more watching that show than I've cried in anything in my life. Well, so I just... She was a little horrified to hear. No, I decided, you know, I've been crying most of the day. So by five, six o'clock, I thought, shoot. Let, me let just, her rip. Let's go. Let me just put this show on. But what I want to say is what, what you said is exactly true. So important. This is a really important message. I'm trying to think of what is the most powerful word or what is the most accurate word. This is a really important message. So if you're starting to feel like becoming aware, we always say awareness is key. If you're starting to get that general feeling of unworthiness, I like to call it also self-pity sometimes. Oh, it's not, you know, I'm not good enough. Everyone else is liked. Everyone else has all their dreams met. But, you know, poor me, that whole poor me mentality sometimes that we start going through and, you know, in our minds and we start going through. 
the minute you start to feel that, maybe for me, that's the that's the that's the stop. That's the red button. That's the push the red button light. Wait, I need to pause here. What am I feeling right now? What is happening? Which is what I did yesterday morning. I was just so not. I just was so emotional. So instead of trying to push through my emotions and do all the meetings and all the things that I had on my schedule, I said, nope, I'm going to, I need to feel all this. I need to feel all this right now because this does not feel good. And I would like to bypass it right now because I'll just keep busy, but I wouldn't allow myself to do that. So there's really a message here in what you said, Michelle, it truly is genius. Whenever you're starting to feel those feelings of unworthiness, or I'm not good enough, or I need to be fixed, or I got to change myself somehow to have everyone like me or to fit in or to be what other people think that I should be. Take a pause and just ask yourself, what's happening for you right now? How am I feeling in this moment? And what happened for me yesterday, immense sadness, um, so, so much sadness and so much pain mm-hmm. and so much suffering and not in a pity way and not in a way like, like, oh, let me just drown in this. It was a more of a clarity. I had, I came out of yesterday with so much clarity as I was going to sleep last night and today. More about clarity because that's what happens, which is what you said, Michelle. That's what happens when you actually honor your feelings, honor your emotions. Remember, we talked about this. All emotions want is to be felt. Mm-hmm. They want to be heard. They want to be acknowledged. And the minute we start to feel them, they start to move through us. And so the crying all day yesterday was all of this pain and suffering that I've probably been feeling for longer than I think that I just haven't given it the opportunity to be felt. Yep. So I, you know, podcast episode over. This is genius because it truly is <laughs> at over. the crux. It's not over. But it truly is at the foundation, I believe, for what we're talking about here, why we start to feel unworthy. Yeah. Why we start to feel like we need to be fixed and that we're not enough and everyone else has their life together but us. No. No. And it's interesting too, because I think it's like a a cool dichotomy of like, obviously feeling the feelings, feeling the sadness. And I think for many of us, we tend to hold back on feeling sadness or anger or rage and we let it build up. And I think that show is the perfect like opening of the dam. You just let it out. Like I think literally when I watched that show, I cried I, I made the joke that I cried more watching that show than I did when my dad died, which isn't true, but I think it it opened up to me more feelings about my own dad's death watching that show. Just release, letting yourself feel sad. But anyways, I digress. It's that dichotomy of feeling the feelings of sadness, anger, rage, disappointment, uncertainty, et cetera, et cetera, while simultaneously then, you know, facing the next day of, what would my life look like if I just expected and automatically assumed that that I was worthy and that I am confident in every situation that I step into and life is just made for me? Obviously, stuff happens, but like, wh- how would we act if we just knew that things were going to be great, that like that you could not fail, that nobody was going to rain on your parade, that life was just in your corner 100%? Would we act differently? And I think we would, because at least for me, so often I'm kind of waiting to be disappointed or waiting for the other shoe to drop or waiting to, for someone to, to let me down because that's what I expect. But what, you know, and obviously other people's bad behaviors are other people's lessons and problems, but I always have to clean up my side of the street and change my energy of, I'm not waiting for someone to disappoint me because I know that I'm worthy. 
And so just flipping that script for myself and noticing how I show up for life in that energy of not waiting to be disappointed, but knowing that my life is made for me and owning, like you said, standing in my own story and walking through this world. Like I'm here for a reason because I am just like everybody else is. And obviously that's a big energy shift from going from one end of the spectrum to the other. But I think it's really powerful if we could start to slowly incorporate that because why wouldn't we? Because we are worthy. And I just think it's interesting to think about if, if I couldn't fail, if I knew, if I thought if it was a fact that everyone loved me and nobody like was going to be mean to me and I just, life was made for me, how would I act? Because it doesn't, because it doesn't have the power to name who you are, which is what you're saying. Anything that's, how would you be? And and, right. How would you be if you really believe the truth that of course life is going to be disappointing? Of course, life is going to be sad. Of course, things are going to happen. Of course, I'm going to make mistakes. Like this is life. I don't know why we get into this mindset that we think that all this is never going to happen one day. Like if we were more worthy, then I wouldn't be sad. If I was more worthy, I wouldn't be disappointed. If I was more worthy, everyone would love me. So all the things that you're saying- And also if we were more worthy, we would- choose people in our life who choose us, like darling Heather, who's sitting next to us says. Yes, we have to do- We wouldn't settle for people who are obviously not good for us as well. Yes. So the mindset, the, the mindset shift has to be that at our core, we are worthy and nothing that happens in the outside world can shake that foundation. We have to believe this truth. So you're saying, what would our lives look like if we actually believe that we are worthy And when sadness comes, when disappointment comes, when making a mistake comes, when doing something really, when taking an action that really was not in our best interest and maybe hurt other people comes, when instability comes, when we fall out of balance with our lives comes, when major changes come and we're devastated and we start to have to adjust to the devastation of the pandemic. Let's just put that out there. Are we unworthy because a pandemic came to us? It's kind of the same mindset. Mm-hmm. So I, I would love to be able to help shift for everyone because this is what I work on for myself when I start to feel unworthy or that I need to be fixed is that nothing in the outside world can name your worthiness because you already are worthy. So whatever happens out there, whatever happens, whatever actions you take, whatever things that happen, Anything that happens out there, you don't need to accomplish more to be worthy. You don't need to say things more to be worthy. Has None of that has the power to name your worthiness. And so I'd like to go as far as to say that really nothing and no one has the power ever to name who you are, ever. There is never anything that happens out there that has the power to name who you are. Everything comes from the inside out. So your foundation is already one of worthiness. And if I think it's what you're saying, Michelle, if we could actually start to believe that truth with a capital T, it is a universal truth. Mm-hmm. And really- What would our lives look like? What would all the possibilities be for ourselves? And really unworthiness stems from just our choices and our beliefs. Like you said, no one can name it for us. No one can say that we're unworthy, but are we making life choices through the belief that we aren't worthy? You know, are we choosing people, places, and things because we think that that's all we deserve? Or are we making choices and presenting ourselves in a way of, I'm worthy of of the things that I want. I deserve 
the things that I want. I deserve the whatever my highest ideal is and making choices and acting as if from there. I think they're just two very different mindsets. And that's not to go back, well, to go back to the manifesting, like that's what we're creating for ourselves. You know, we talk about being a creator of our lives when we make choices and when we settle for things that are less than what we want or deserve, we're telling ourselves that we're not worthy of better or of the things that we actually want, we're settling. And so, yes, your worthiness is always intact, but the choices that you're making or the things that you're saying to yourself or what you're participating in, which lane is it in? And at least for me, I can obviously only speak from my experience so often, especially when it comes to relationships, romantic relationships, or even friendships or family, (laughs) add them all in. You know, it's like, well, I can't do better than this, so I might as well keep it. And that's a really crummy energy to live in when relationships particularly take up so much of our lives. You know, we spend almost our whole day interacting with people. So why would I want to settle for less than what I want? And then of course that can go into any other aspect of our lives. And so it's that conscientious shift of acting like you are worthy because you are rather than acting like you can't have it and you have to settle. Yeah. And not set. Yeah. (laughs) Beautifully said, Michelle, beautifully said, not settling for unworthiness as we already are worthy. And I love you and I had a conversation recently about this because of some of the family dynamics we've been having. And that idea that we have to go attain worthiness, like it's out there on a shelf and we have to go get it from somewhere. And I think that's the mindset. You know, we're using all of these examples to try to help, hopefully that it's touching, you know, a nerve inside of all of you listening one person at a time, that worthiness is not on a shelf out there. I think you said it this way, Michelle, that worthiness is not a prize to be doled out to the ones who are the greatest, to the ones who have the most perfect, to the ones who are the highest achievers, to the ones who do the most good. So if you think of worthiness as being a a trophy there on the shelf out there that we have to go get to bring inside of ourselves, we're never going to be happy. We're never going to be successful. And that's why I love that Michael Jordan quote. I mean, he failed how many times? He did not succeed how many times? 26 times. He was given the last shot of the game to win the game and he didn't. He didn't He didn't make the basket. So if he went back to the locker room and said, I'm so unworthy of this. You know what? I'm not any good at this. Look yeah, at this. Of course. 26 times they've given me the last shot to make the basket because they suck. because they trusted me and I didn't do it. I Yeah, I suck at this. I'm not a good basketball player. No, it. he doubled down. I am worthy. I just missed the shot. Now, what do I need to do differently to make the shot next time? Mm-hmm. So that quote that that quote or that interview that quote that he did in an interview, it's kind of interesting. I'd like to know how many shots did he take the last shot and made. I'll bet it's right. a lot more than twenty six. Right. So it's really fascinating to really look at, and that's the Maya Angelou quote. How do I learn what it is that I need to learn from every single thing that happens, especially the things that are happening to us that are difficult, that are sad that cause us to suffer. How can we look at all of those as teachings, which is what Michael Jordan said in that quote. How can we look at it as a teaching or a lesson or whatever word resonates for you instead of a new, uh, instead of a new, instead of thinking that there's something wrong with us or instead of thinking that we have to be fixed, instead of it really weighing us down that, oh, we're just not worthy. 
really changing that narrative. And every time you say to yourself, I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough or I need to be fixed, really finding a true affirmation, true set of words that are true, that yes, I am worthy. What do I need to learn here? Mm-hmm. Wow, I am good enough here. Shoot, let me see what I got to, what is the teaching this is trying to show me? And give yourself the grace and give yourself the time to reflect on it and figure it out. Like, don't think it's going to come overnight. It took me all day yesterday and how many, how many days prior to yesterday? Well, it's taken us probably our whole lives up yes. until this point. I mean, we're always learning. But we're you always teed it learning. up so nicely because I wanted to give some some simple practices to help us release the feelings of unworthiness because I think it's prevalent for so many of us. And the first step in that is something that we've talked about a lot already, but noticing your feelings and noticing why you feel that way. And that's a pretty heavy, heavy I like to use the word what, what is causing me to feel this way? For some reason, the why triggers me. The word why, no, just just a personal (laughs) preference. I'm throwing it out there. There you go. Just a personal preference. Sometimes it's easier, it's better, it's... Not better. It makes more sense for me to get to the bottom of what's happening for me when I say what is happening in this moment. Yeah. it's You're asking yourself the question. And mm-hmm. it is a heavy question because likely many of us have some deep-seated traumas and dramas from our childhood that have made us feel like we're not enough or we're not good enough. So obviously care for yourself when you when you work on this because it's it's not easy and it is, it's heavy. personal. It's heavy. Um, and then, so that leads into the second practice of pinpointing moments in your past that might've created these beliefs for you and kind of like go back and like, when you imagine yourself in those moments, go back and tell yourself that's not true. And in the blog, I I talked about, I had an ex-boyfriend years ago who would constantly like tell me that like, I couldn't have nice things like that. It just, you didn't deserve, I didn't deserve nice things. And I really, that was a seed that was planted and I'm still working on unpacking that to this day. And it's been a a decade or so, whatever. Um, How messed up is that to have a human being say you don't deserve nice things? I'm just saying. I mean, he was messed up. Yes, but I'm. He did a lot of messed up things. But I think for everyone to recognize that if someone is telling you that you don't deserve something or you don't deserve nice things, you know, take a pause there and say, wait a minute. Yeah. What is messed up about this? And it's not the you that's messed up or that you that needs to be fixed. There's something messed up in this whole situation. Let me take a pause here and figure out what my next steps will be. But right, because I was living in that unworthiness place, I believed it and I let that seed grow and sprout within me. And it's, I mean, whenever I would get something new or buy something for myself or even given a gift, I would feel this like shame and, um, unworthiness that I could, that I, I didn't deserve it. And it's been really hard to kind of rip that out at the root. But thinking about that moment, I can visualize in my mind when he said that to me and he said it to me often, but I can remember the first time, like go back to myself and say, that's not true. You know, tell yourself the truth in those moments from the past so that you can start to rewrite your story. Now, I think it's really important, you know, find those lies that made you believe unworthiness from your past and remind yourself of what's true. Beautiful. Um, is really helpful. And then reframe the stories of your past. Like I said, um, him saying that to me years ago didn't mean I wasn't, I was ever not worthy. He just 
tapped into my own feelings of unworthiness and, and a lot, I allowed that to grow. But because he said that or made me believe that, or I took that in as true, did it mean that I wasn't worthy? And so, you know, tell yourself, go back and tell yourself the truth and reframe that for yourself so that you can, you know, heal from those moments that, that triggered you. And then a next great step or practice is to journal about the feelings that come up when you're talking about worthiness. And, you know, I, I think because I was so led to believe with this boyfriend and this nice thing situation, I thought that that was everybody. And when I started to realize that that wasn't true, like it was just so much. And I really had to unpack it and like what, what it was and why I was feeling that way. And, and all of the self doubt and, and everything. And so that it's really been a a long journey of unpacking it that came with a lot of journaling, um, processing the feelings and kind of clearing the slate so that I can plant new seeds, so to speak. So journaling is a really great tool. I mean, I'm a a journaling um, crusader. So it's a great tool to, you know, you don't often know what's in those dusty crevices of our brain that are just living there rent free. And if they're you know, deep rooted thoughts of unworthiness, you got to rip them out. And sometimes they're back there and you don't even know. And journaling is a great tool to kind of turn the flashlight on in that attic of the mind. So. Beautiful. I love it. (laughs) I love this. Um, Next step is to really be mindful of your thoughts because like I said earlier, the unworthiness groove in the brain is so deep. And it's so easy to fall back into it. And the more that we reinforce it, the deeper it gets, not to be doom and gloom, but we, it's really crucial, especially if you're someone like me who really felt this way in so many aspects of life, you really have to be present to, like you said, eavesdrop on your thoughts so that you can catch it and choose differently when that comes up. And it's almost, you have to be annoyingly aware but it's worth it. Um, next would be to adopt an I am worthy affirmation. What did I write on your mirror when you were going through this whole thing? You did. I'll take a photo. I yes. have photos of it. Take a photo and let's you post it. You are worthy. It. No, it said, I am worthy. Okay. I, I wrote it on worthy. your, I, yes. so that every, mo- every morning when you I walked was really, in, I am worthy. I really, like in that moment in time, I thought like my life is over and nothing good can happen to me ever again. So this is one of my, Michelle is a journaling crusader for sure. I love that uh, name that you gave yourself because that is so true. And this is one of my favorite things to do in life. Truly is one of my favorite things. And I've been doing it for decades and decades. And that is writing with a dry erase marker on your mirror. Yep. You could walk into my bathroom right now and you can see notes to myself. And dry erase markers everywhere. And dry erase markers everywhere. So write it on your mirror, put it in your phone. I know if, you, if you're not comfortable putting it on your mirror, but I think the mirror is the best. And now that, you know, we have dry erase markers, just write it on your mirror. And I remember writing on your mirror, I am worthy. Mm-hmm. It's still you know, there I too from all those years. Is it really? So mm-hmm. it's, it's really important. We need reminders. Yep. We need reminders. So that is a loving reminder. First thing in the morning when you wake up, I am worthy. Or I am enough. Or I am enough. Yep. It's important. It's part of that 
you know, creating the new grooves. And then lastly, like with so many things, forgive yourself for feeling the feelings of unworthiness because ultimately the self-hatred and the self-doubt and the, and ever, you know, punishing ourselves is reinforcing that, you know, I'm not good enough mentality anyways. And so much of life makes us believe that we're not enough and that's not our fault. So forgive yourself for feeling that way and know that each day and and moment is another opportunity to choose differently and to create different grooves in your brain and be open to new possibilities. And say goodbye to those feelings of unworthiness. Bye-bye. Yes. So I really hope that that's helpful for everyone. Even just talking it through just now, I'm like, I, I feel re, renewed and regenerated in a worthiness mentality. I feel powerful. Me I, too. I am worthy. And we deserve. I and don't, so do you. I don't need to be fixed. Nope. I'm not the problem. We are whole. Yes. And lovable and worthy and enough. And we matter exactly as we are. Everything else is just gravy. I love that you just said that. I put that on the mirror a lot too for myself. And I know that I've written it on your mirror before. I matter. Sure do. Just the simple act of knowing that you matter is really powerful and is really enough. And I'm with you, Michelle. Yep. I hope that this episode serves as a loving reminder. As what you just said, you, we matter. We all matter. Yes, we you, do. You matter. You are worthy. You are enough. And we love all of you very, very much. Yes, we sure do. And again, I do hope that this was helpful for all of you. Please let us know as you listen to this episode and as you go through your own um, worthiness journey, how it goes for you and, and what you think. We love, love, love hearing from all of you. It's such a joy as a part of this podcast to interact with, with you all in this way. So thank you for listening. Thank you for always being with us. Thank you, Barbara, for sharing your insights and being so vulnerable as per usual. This is such a joy for both of us every single week. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Gratitude. We're getting into the season of gratitude. Um, And thank you guys for all of the lovely reviews and ratings that you've left us on iTunes. I recently checked, even though I try not to be too you know, crazy about checking. I checked and it's, it's such a lovely place. And so we thank you. If you haven't yet, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. If you enjoy the podcast, which we hope you do and leave us a review because it really helps us, helps our baby podcast grow and grow this community and share the podcast with your friends. If you, if you think someone might benefit from this, let them know. And also make sure to stay in contact with us on social media at Peaceful Barb, at Michelle Maros, at Barb Knows Best Pod. Again, that's the best way to stay in touch. Send us podcast topic requests, ask us questions, and just give us general feedback. We love to hear from you. And make sure you're liked and subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify. That's so you can stay up to date with every single new episode. Thank you so much again for listening. Thanks for being up with us. We'll see you next week or we'll chat with you next week because as we know, Barb knows best.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.